Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Everyone and welcome to the Zelda Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Allison Aletha. How are you, Al? I'm good. Thanks for asking. How are you, Andy? I'm doing great. I couldn't be better. Uh, it's a great day. It is, in fact, the 18th of February today, and not the 18th of March. So that is fantastic. Um, I'm going to plug something really quickly here for everybody. If you don't watch these shows on Twitch, uh, we live stream these shows every week on twitch.tv forward slash ZeldaCast. I dare say you're missing out, and I think the people on our Twitch chat would agree, because we had a pretty epic fail right before we uh, started recording, where you could actually see me realize our failure in real time. And you know that episode of The Simpsons when you can see Ralph's heart breaking, and you're like, you can pinpoint the moment? It was kind of like that, actually, where it's just like, Oh, God, this is not... Ugh, abort! <laughs> abort, abort. We, like... Andy's like, we'll be right back. And he put up the be right back screen. <laughs> Technical difficulties today. Whoops. Oh, my God. This is oh so boy. good. Like, this is the this is the fun we actually have making this podcast. Yes, indeed. A, a professional podcast all the way around. Um, so here today, we are going to be talking about... 2D Zelda, which uh, which I'm I'm actually pretty excited about because I pitched this show topic a couple weeks ago, um, and and it kind of got me thinking about the future if there is one of 2D Zelda. So we're gonna be talking about you know we we kind of did like what we want from the next 3D Zelda, what we want from you know we did a whole slew of episodes about what we want from Tears of the Kingdom. So now it's time to turn our focus towards the smaller adventures that Link has. But first, I think. Al, that we should spend a moment or two talking about what was going on in the world of video games last week, and, and just have a little bit of follow-up to our Switch 2 prediction episode uh, mm-hmm. that we did last week, because there has been some, I guess, like new developments that have uh, that have come along in the last week. I don't know if you've been keeping abreast of everything, but... I don't. I think I've only seen stuff where it was like... Obviously, no direct happened, right? And so right. people who were predicting the direct were like, well, I heard that they postponed it because of Xbox or whatever. And I was just like, I never pay heed to any of that stuff. That's the only real information. Well, I say real, but like the only information that I was seeing on like Twitter. Right. Well, indeed. So there there was no Nintendo Direct. 
um, that that was not a thing last week. And listen, by the time you guys are listening to this, there could very well be a Nintendo Direct announcement because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we have a turnaround time of one day from recording to this episode being released, but that sometimes is all Nintendo needs. Um, so, they have a turnaround time of announcing a Direct of one day. So yeah, <laughs> like, no kidding. 17 hours, you know. So this is this is the latest. This is the skinny, okay? Um, and this is being reported by, like, Bloomberg. It's being reported by... A few more reputable sources, but the the idea or the rumor floating around is that the Switch 2 is being delayed to 2025. I say delayed as in, like, nobody knows when it was actually supposed to come out, of course, but, like, that's, oh, yeah. that's what we're hearing is it's it's been delayed up until okay. 2025, which I would imagine, like, March 2025 is probably the, the key if they were going to do that. So, potentially, that means if this is true... And that's a big if, but if this is true, we got a whole nother year of the Nintendo Switch on our hands. Mm-hmm. First of all, before I get to the second part of this, what, what do you think about that? Um, I think I actually did see that, and I literally just like read it, and it didn't really register in my brain because I was like, okay, whatever, I don't care. Literally, anytime I see stuff like that, I'm like, I do not care. And I scroll past because it's not like concrete. There's no receipts. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think I saw that and I was like, whatever, don't care. And I scrolled past. So obviously yeah. it didn't make an impact on me. Um, if it is true, then that would be more of a reason for Nintendo to come out with a direct this month because they need to show us what's going on with the Switch for ding. the next year. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of why I am not like super sold on this. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but like, this, I don't know, like, I, I generally feel like, and I have some friends that kind of defend people like, um, like a Jeff Grubb, for example, and I don't mean to name call or anything like that, but like, people that like constantly say that they know stuff about Nintendo and like constantly get it wrong, and then yeah. like make up some fakakta reason for why they're wrong. This, mm-hmm. this to me, I, I don't know, like, it, it could be true, it could be not true. I have a hard time imagining the rest of this year without the switch Two, like i and i think we'll we'll definitely get the switch Two reveal for sure this year mm-hmm. um the rumor still is march i don't know what that means but like i think it's coming but like if they're if they're not gonna have that switch Two out until like next year yeah you better have a nintendo direct that shows like some really really wicked stuff for the last year of the switch because like i felt last year after tears of the kingdom was already kind of spreading it a bit thin you know like mm-hmm. and and right now, it feels like there's nothing after that Princess Peach game, which I'm not really sold on myself. Um, so yeah. I I don't know about that report. But that's the that's the rumor. That's the that's the idea floating out there. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and there's like other things that I'm seeing where I'm like, it really does kind of feel like the end is near, like nearer than we think, because like mm. the Sora amoeba just came out, and Sakurai's like, we're done with, we're done with any production or any other change for this for Smash Bros. Um and then there's um uh Nintendo has been promoting that Donkey Kong versus Mario game um and pro- promoting Peach, but I've been seeing them promote old games too and I'm like it kind of feels like they're just kind of vamping up and saying, "Look at all the stuff that you could play on the Switch right now." And now mm. and then they're getting ready to start their next era, you know? So to me it does feel like the end. So it would just be weird if it is something that's delayed, quote unquote, until 2025. Yeah, like it, it really feels like you're in the ninth inning on the Switch right now. Mm-hmm. And another year, it's just like... That's a long time. That's a long time. That's a long time. time for a lot of people to say a lot of things about Nintendo. Yeah, it, it really is, unfortunately. And like, you know, I was kind of mentioning before the first take of the show that we did, because they're... There's a lot of technical snafus today, let me tell you guys. But I was kind of mentioning I was I was having a little bit of an argument with someone in the Omega Metroid Discord about like is was the Switch Pro ever real? What's what's that mean for the Switch 2? Like it, so it's just like a lot of misinformation and rumors and people that really kind of accentuate those rumors to make them sound smarter than they are. Like I I'm hoping that we just get the Switch 2 like out and confirmed and and, and just have the information out there so that we can avoid that. I'm sure that's probably not going to happen, but that's that's what I thought. So that's the latest rumor is that the Switch 2 is delayed. There's no yeah. Nintendo Direct as of yet. Um, and really quickly, 
I think that we should follow up on that Xbox thing that we talked about as well. Um, yeah. Did you have a chance to listen to that podcast? Nope. Neither did I. Have I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I got no clue. <laughs> so it was a it was a 20-minute podcast that literally just said Xbox's next home console is going to be the most advanced home console you've ever seen. And by the way, four of our games are going to be going to other platforms. That was it. Yeah. Okay. That, that sounds weird. That was, that yeah. That sounds weird. That was a pretty low-key announcement for, like, this big kind of build-up where it's like, tune into our podcast and find out the future of Xbox. It's like... But you- it's, like, also weird that they're saying, oh, we are going to have a next console, but also check out these other four games on PlayStation. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Um, I, so one of the games, too, is actually the Rare game. Uh, they didn't confirm any games, but a lot of other people kind of went and confirmed the games themselves. So that Rare game, Sea of Thieves, is one of the games that is heavily speculated to come to another console i think that could be a good nintendo switch game actually especially because i think a lot of nintendo fans even though it's been so long still have a little bit of sentimentality for rare okay so we'll see we'll see about that um all right let's talk about 2d zelda we haven't seen a new 2d zelda in a long time in a while yeah long time i mean i guess technically we did get um link's awakening that was a 2d zelda but uh yeah, but we're thinking new we're 2D thinking new. Zelda. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, the last new 2D Zelda, and I'm not going to count Triforce Heroes, it's over 10 years old at this point. Yeah, A Link Between Worlds is what popped in my head immediately. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy, crazy. Or Triforce Heroes. That came out in 2015, though, so it is almost, you know, 10 years. Yeah, it is. Um, so, yeah, like, and I guess we should talk about, like, really quickly, just talk about if we think... Because I wrote an article, um, and I believe it was actually when Blossom Tales first came out. I wrote an article for Zelda Dungeon that was just like, um, you know, are the days of 2D Zelda games officially over since we don't have, like, the the big home console, which is traditionally home for your bigger 3D titles, and then the smaller portable console, which was where you were getting games like Minish Cap and the Oracles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so I was kind of thinking, like, maybe these days are over. Like, maybe mm-hmm. all the new Zelda games are going to be these big open-world 3D kind of monstrosities um and i think that there might still be some validity to that but you know we did get Link's awakening and and that was a really polished experience so like i I am a little bit hopeful that we're gonna see a return of 2d zelda beyond just like remakes because i think you're gonna get remakes of the oracles and stuff like that but right i'm I'm hopeful for uh i'm hopeful for a new 2d zelda i mean i don't see like i kind of get the point that we don't have like the 3ds is kind of dead and we don't really have um the next you know big handheld console but but at the same time we do with the switch so and i actually really enjoy having nso and being able to play those games on my big screen because i'm i prefer to play on the big screen versus portable with my switch so i i don't see why we can't have a brand new 2d zelda game so I definitely, if they announced one, I'd be so stoked because while open world is fun, we were talking about this before the show as well as like, sometimes open world can burn you out on playing a game. So sometimes you just want like a 20 hour, nice, calm, 2D game. And I, I think we could get, I think there's still a chance for it. I do too. Um, Which is, which is great because we're going to talk about here today, what we want from our next 2D Zelda game. So I had a few ideas that were kind of floating around in my noggin a little bit here, Al, but um, you actually legitimately like wrote some stuff down. So what do you want to do? Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? How, how would you like to do? You're in the driver's seat here. Okay, I wrote some stuff down like literally 10 minutes ago when we went back to do <laughs> that's being That's being generous. <laughs> 10 minutes. Because <laughs> um, I... I also wasn't very prepared because last night we decided to do this other thing and I was like, cool, I don't have to make my list. <laughs> Here, here's the situation for everybody that's not watching us on Twitch. We, st- I was like, I was like, oh yeah, great. It's uh, it's Four Swords Adventures anniversary. Like, let's do a show uh, talking about Four Swords. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, wow, great, Al. Did you know that this game came out exactly 20 years ago today on March the 18th? Wait, <laughs> it's not March the 18th. And so we pivoted. As Ross Geller would say, Pivot. That's right. So here we are. We're okay. uh, we're we're talking about 2D Zelda. We're gonna we're gonna wing it. But by God, I do have some things actually that I do want to like see in the next 2D Zelda for sure. That that just I like do don't too. require a lot of thinking. Like they just are immediately like come to my mind. Right. Okay. I'll get us started on something really simple and easy. And it seems kind of silly, but 
to be honest, since we haven't really had a two a brand new 2D Zelda game in a, in almost 10 years now, it does feel like it's been a long time coming. I kind of want to see like the the simple green tunic return. Yeah. Like we had I, agree. I this is kind of like silly, but I kind of want that back because while I kind of agree that the open world, it makes it nicer to have like different outfits and maybe the tunic is kind of like lose like aging now. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look as cool in 3D. I think it still looks great in 2D and I love like the little animated sprites of Link's hat like bouncing around. Yeah. So I would love to have the green tunic return. Yeah, you know what? I, I actually completely agree. There's just like a sense of tradition and a sense of nostalgia that that's wrapped up in that green tunic that that mm -hmm. I think is like very important to to the series and um, you you do kind of miss it a little bit in the in the 3D games like the big open world 3D games like I kind of I kind of on one hand like the idea of like each link from like a like a Breath of the Wild like his is he has a distinct look and yeah. here's the Kingdom Link has a distinct look so I like that these guys have a distinct look but. I could I could really be down for the return of the green tunic actually, which which really funny leads me into what I want. Um, this is the number one thing that I thought of when I wanted a new 2D Zelda game. I want a new and beautiful art style. Yeah. Okay. Be because like I I feel like like when's the last time that there was like a new fresh art style for a 2d game and we're not including Link's awakening because that's obviously the last time but that's clearly right. the inspiration for this right like like that game Link's awakening just looks so beautiful and so unique and and i go back and i kind of look at triforce heroes and i look at uh link between worlds and i don't really like the art style for that i don't know if it's aged super super well i didn't really care for it at the time it's okay um you you go back further and you'd look at the DS games and those games like, um, you know, they, they just they don't look good to me, unfortunately. Like they look yeah. like Wind Waker, but shrunken down, mm -hmm. which is exactly what it is, which is why it doesn't look spectacular. And even like Minish Cap, which is one of my favorite games ever, like that game's art style is great. It's whimsical, but but it's, you know, it's it's like kind of a it's a pixely Wind Waker art style. So like I, mm -hmm. I want something like new. I want something fresh. I want something that looks distinct. I want something that, I don't know, just like pops. Because like, I think if you're going to make a new 2D Zelda game, um, obviously the game is going to be shorter than like your your Breath mm -hmm. of the Wilds or whatever. So like, I and, and I think this is again an example that Link's Awakening did really, really well where it's like, okay, we're a smaller game. There's way less to do, but we want to really polish the experience. We want to make it so that everything looks amazing. Everything looks awesome, crisp, uh, whimsical. And I think that you do that again for for the next 2D Zelda game. Like, it's got to have... There's a couple games that I'm going to be using, like, as as reference here, and probably no surprises for guessing them. But, like, you know, we played Tunic, and, and that game has a really, really incredible mm -hmm. art style that is very... It's, like, it's weird because it's unique, but very familiar at the same time. And I would kind of yeah. hope for something in and along those lines that could, um, I don't know, just, like, just have, like, a, a kind of a different style or a different, uh, a different feel, I guess. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I I completely agree. I think we're it's not only like we need that for the 3D Zelda as well, but we kind of like are hitting a new age of Zelda. We're done with the Switch Zeldas. We're done with the Breath of the Wild age. So it's kind of time to like evolve and yeah. get back to like where we had a new art style like almost every other year kind of when Zelda games were being released. So yeah, I agree with you 100% there. And maybe that'll go into what I have to say next is, and this is also something that's kind of silly, but I really loved it in Minish Cap. And it's when you move to a different square of the map and it like, like it reveals that square of the map and you can kind of see what's in it, but the rest of it is still clouded until you go into that square. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. So, wanna... so you kind of like having um, like the map, you need to physically go to that part of the map in order to reveal it. Um, but each thing mm -hmm. is kind of like segmented off. So like you can go yeah. to, I, I know what you're saying. And I don't, the, just the most recent example I could think of is I played Minish Cap this time last year. And I just, what, that was something that I loved is like you move to a new square on the map. And clearly with 2D Zelda, like that's kind of something that you do is you move to a new square on the map, etc. And it's like revealed to you and the clouds kind of dissipate. And it's right. kind of fun to 
unlock the map that way or open your map and be like, oh, I, I've never visited the square. So I'm going to go over there and see, like, maybe I have the item now that can visit that square. Mm-hmm. I would say this. I, I kind of think that, um, like, I, I like that, but I don't know if I want that for the 2D Zeldas. And, and the only reason for that is, like, I think that you can integrate, like, a little bit of 3D Zelda into 2D Zelda. Like, like I would I would have... I don't know, something like a Sheikah Tower or something in the map, like eight of them or something like that. You go to them, you activate them, that reveals the map exactly mm-hmm. like exactly like you would do in Breath of the Wild. Or, I mean, like, and that reveals like the whole, let's just say that there's a big map and it's cut into like a big pizza and like there's eight pieces of the map, right? Um, what you've explored is like unlocked on the map. You can see that obviously, but it, actually almost like Horizon. Like if you go and unlock the Tallnecks, that reveals mm-hmm. a lot of stuff on the map to you. So I would kind of like to do something the same way in that game. And, and I would also like to have like, I don't know the technical term for it. I'm sorry. But like, you know, like instead of like when you go to the left of the screen and the screen shifts over, the screen just right. like scales with you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, someone in the comments, let me know what that's called. I, I don't know what it's called, but like, I, I think that we're, I think that we're like at a point where we can move on from like, just like the strict screen scrolling. Thank you. Um, the strict, like tiles of, of the screen, right? Like, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like that. Like there is kind of a, a certain nostalgic charm to having like the individual screens and stuff like that. Um, yeah. and there is a downfall of screen scrolling as well, because I think that it makes your world feel smaller. Like Link's Awakening, I feel like the Switch version feels smaller because it's like constantly screen scrolling. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but I I think that we can I think that we can implement that in the new game. And that maybe... makes sense. I I kind of more like the idea, I guess, of unlocking it, like you said, with a tower or like what you do in Horizon with the tall necks or whatever, which is fine. I think the reason I like those kind of maps so much is because it helps me carpent car. What is the word I'm thinking of? Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. <laughs> Whatever. When you put it in a box and it helps you like right keep word? yourself organized. Yeah. Why? I can't say that word. Anyways, somebody help me. <laughs> but when you are able to like, because in Horizon you unlock a part of the map. Oh, I did this in Zelda too. You unlock part of the map, and I'm like, that's the part I'm gonna go explore right. because it's overwhelming to think about the other part of the map that I have yeah. no idea what's going on in there. And that's something that I liked in Minish Cap, too, because if you go to that block and it unlocks the map for you, and then you could see there's a spot where you're like, I don't have this item yet. It's another thing that Horizon does really well is you don't have the item to get somewhere. It tells you on the map so that you could go back to it in the future. So I guess it's not so much that I want that particular map. I just want a map that's going to help me aid in my exploration and being able to come back to it when I need to. Yeah, I would say that you could probably have a much more detailed map, I think. And and I'm sure, like, there would also be, like, a bunch of collectibles that you could find. I would like to have, like, something that reveals where those collectibles are, but doesn't, like, go out of your way to, like, tell you without you having to do something to, to, to earn that. You know what I mean? Like, Let's just segue into that, because that was another thing on my list, is okay, yeah, a really ahead. good collectathon. Okay, yeah. I, I, I agree. I think the Mai Mai's are, like, one of the Zelda's best collectathons. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree, because that's instantly what I thought of. I was yeah. like, that is such a perfect collectible. Yeah, I agree. Something like that. Um, something that's like, something that constantly rewards you, too. Like, I think the Mai Mai's are, are a great collectible for a few reasons, because you can hear them. So, like, you, you mm-hmm. have a good indicator of where they are. Yeah, definitely no Koroks. Jeez, Louise, We're done with no Koroks. Koroks. Please, um, God. <laughs> so you can hear them and you you constantly get like for for every 10 you get like an awesome reward and like i i think that that kind of idea is one of those things where it's like it ain't broke don't fix it let's bring something like this back mm-hmm. um something something alongside those lines to to really kind of help you know get you into those little nooks and crannies of the map that you might not necessarily go to if you weren't looking for this collectible. So I agree with that. I think that a new 2D Zelda game actually needs to have a few collectibles, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, uh, we had an episode where we talked about Tears' collectathons, and for the most part, some of them were actually really good. They were just too much. So yeah. obviously the Koroks are too much. Obviously Addison is a bit too much. But um, I thought the Bubble Frogs were, were really well. It just maybe if they did like 30 less. So it's fine to have multiple. Just don't yeah. go nuts with it. Yeah, like, like I think the Mai Mai's, again, were, like, a, a sweet spot. Because, what was there, like, 100? 
think it's a hundred. Like um, and but something more really cool is like you had a region on your map, and it yes, would tell you exactly. how many were in that region. So it feels a lot more manageable and a lot more digestible. Mm. So I was I was just about to say like they should do that. Like yeah. evenly distribute the the collectible, whatever it happens to be, um, evenly distribute it throughout the map so that you can like. You know, it's that you can tackle it in in manageable pieces. Um, and I would say too, I didn't actually have this on my list, but I know that I know that you'll approve of this, and it might even be on yours. But we need a trading sequence if we're bringing two Zelda back. That yeah, that's fine. We, I like that. We need a quality trading sequence back, don't we? <laughs> Yeah, I miss them. I miss them a lot. And I like them being something that kind of takes place over the whole overarching game, you know, not just like a segment. I agree. I I love myself a good trading sequence. It's just like, like, I I feel like with 2D Zelda, you kind of want to walk a line where it's like you want to have like all of the classic, comfortable, nostalgic, traditional things that you want in 2D Zelda while also making it kind of new. So like there's some things that definitely fall into like the classic category. And I think a trading sequence is like just a proud Zelda tradition. Like bring it back, you know, like Mm -hmm. let's, who needs a saw? I've got a saw, like, you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So to put my foot in the other camp though, where I think that 2D Zelda can can evolve a little bit. What I don't want to see and the next 2D Zelda game is just like swinging a sword and swinging a sword. And like, that's kind of your moves. And, and to be fair, like Minish Cap walked away from this a little bit. You can have the tiger scrolls, you can have like your moves yeah. and stuff like that. But I, I think that we can actually still like improve and do better with combat specifically. Um, and I'm looking at a game like tunic for, for inspiration here. Now that that's kind of like a, a quasi like 2d 3d weird isometric game so like maybe that doesn't like, exactly yeah like i i don't know if that translates one for one but like yeah. i think the general idea is there like i i think that like may potentially like like first of all you should be able to lock onto an enemy in 2d zelda like yeah lock onto an enemy for god's sakes right um because you can't really do that in a lot of 2D Zeldas. You just kind of, you're traditionally swinging your sword and doing your spin attack and et cetera, et cetera. So lock onto an enemy. Maybe if you lock onto one enemy, the camera kind of zooms in a little bit. And you also, you kind of get that like quasi 3D stance that like Tunic has. And then you can do like the Wind Waker rolls. And then you can do like the, like a little bit more options with combat, right? Rather than just mm-hmm. like swinging, swinging your sword. Because like, and, and this kind of goes into the items of the game as well but like maybe like you're gonna get some cool items that can really help with combat etc etc so like i i just i think there's room to evolve that because i mean listen like i understand why combat was fairly simple in in 2d zelda like it's and again it's probably one of those things like if it ain't broken don't fix it but i Mm -hmm. i feel like it's it's time you could probably improve you could probably innovate there's lots of other games out there that you could look at for reference about how you could do this cool mechanic and make it I don't know, fun, first of all, and like um, engaging and something that you want to actually do again and again. So I feel like locking on is is a very basic like start to that. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, having more, having more things that you can do. Like I think that you should have a dodge in this game or like a roll or something like that. I think that you could probably have like, I don't know, like some other options or something like that. And again, it kind of, it kind of depends on like what the gimmick of the game is. Right. So like, but I I would say that you kind of see if you can work your way into that, but just like make combat a little bit spicier, a little bit more engaging rather than just like kind of swinging your sword. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. A little bit spicier. I, I agree that it seems in my mind, it seems like a hard task because it's like, it's 2d, how much more can you do? But I think yeah. you were kind of on the money with Minish Cap having the scrolls. Or, like, I'm sure you can incorporate a lot of the combos that you learn in Twilight Princess as a kind of, yeah. you know, like the shield bash or jumping over and striking the helmet. And that I feel like you could do that in 2D Zelda nowadays. I, I think you can, too. And, like, like I said, like, I, I, I mean, I, I'm no game developer, but I can envision a scenario where, like, and, and particularly for bosses, too. Like, you lock on to a target... And the camera zooms in kind of behind you. So it's it's almost like you're sort of 3D kind of. Like like when you're locked onto someone in Ocarina of Time. Um, but just like instead when you release that lock, instead of Link just kind of going back and running around like he does in Ocarina of Time, the camera pans back up to that traditional 2D like top view um, 
angle that it has. Yeah. So, like, I, I think that you could do a lot there. And I think that if you did that and you have, like, the bow, that's a lot more engaging. If you have, like, a hook shot, you could maybe, like, take some parts off as someone. I, I don't know, right? Like, but, like, I, I yeah. think that there's room to to improve there because it's combat is, is just fairly like standard. It's, it's always been fairly standard in these games. Um, and I think it's time to maybe juice it up a little bit. Yeah. So. All right. My next thing is, um, maybe this is on your list too, is, um, we spend a lot of time in Hyrule and I think something that 2D Zelda games do well, it does well, does do well. Oh God. Compartmentalize. Um, <laughs> Car compartmentalize. Hey, I said it. Um, We're on a <laughs> oh roll <God>. today. <laughs> um, I think that's something that 2D Zelda does well is they usually have like a different world, like a different um plane yeah. of existence. Um, I'd like that for the next 2D Zelda game. I think I want to step away from Hyrule for a bit. I'd love like the Oracle games are what comes to mind instantly is the two different like worlds in there. I'd love to be in a different space and have, like, a kind of different story. Like, maybe we don't need Zelda. Maybe we don't need Ganon. Yeah, I'm I'm actually, like, totally fine with that, to be honest with you. Um, and to actually, to extrapolate on that even further, I would prefer if if we actually ditched the dual world mechanic for the Yeah, we game. don't need that for another one. I mean, like, A Link Between Worlds had low rule and high rule. Yep. Minish Cap had had large Hyrule and small Hyrule. Um, the or like Oracle of Ages had the past and the future. Uh, Link Between Worlds had dark world and light world. Like like almost every single two D game has yep. this kind of um, uh, trope. I guess is the word I'm looking for that it uses. And 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 I love that trope. It's it's a great Zelda tradition. But I feel like if we're gonna make a new two D Zelda game, if it's the first one in ten years, like let's let's do something a little bit more original a little bit more ambitious i i love that idea like let's let's set this outside of hyrule let's have a new villain let's have new 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 that's what we mm -hmm. want like um i i i think that that's a fantastic idea actually because i i also think that like zelda like zelda should use ganon and zelda sparingly like princess zelda sparingly so that means that it's really impactful when they do you know, yeah. like you can always kind of have Link, but, but I mean, and even look at like some of those, like Vadi, I think is a beloved Zelda villain and he, he really truly only made like one appearance in the Minish Cap. So like, yeah, I, I think that that's like a, a great idea. Get some new characters, get some new ideas, get a new setting. Um, I think we've all seen a little bit too much of Hyrule over the last little bit there with Tears of the Kingdom yeah. and Breath of the Wild. So like, I love it. Let's, uh, let's take it outside of, uh, let's take it outside of what we know. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. And like. There's a lot of there's a lot of 2D Zelda games that do that. I mean, the DS games take you to different worlds. Well, there's a new Hyrule and Spirit Tracks, but it's like brand new, baby new. So mm, yeah. It, but like, there's it does a really good job. And then the cool thing is that you could build on that later in the series because obviously the series is going to continue for who knows how long. But you could pull back that that villain someday and people would be like oh my god that's from that 2025 2D Zelda game you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. I like the idea of something new. I I love that idea. I think that's a great idea. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take us in a little bit of a different direction. Okay. And um, here is here's what I want for the new 2D Zelda game. Um, you're you're kind of a sports fan ish, aren't you? Sort of, maybe. Kinda. Okay. Well, I'm a hockey fan, and in hockey, like there hockey. is there is a salary cap. Okay. Now that means that you cannot spend more than X amount of dollars on your roster. The salary cap is like 82 million. I am imposing a dungeon cap on this game. You okay. can you can have up to eight dungeons, but you are <laughs> not allowed to have any more dungeons than that, by God. And that includes the final dungeon. That includes the intro dungeon. You have eight opportunities. You have eight dungeons. That's it. I think like... Listen, I think 2D Zelda games are guilty of of presenting like really spectacular, like really well designed dungeons from from a puzzle standpoint. But like when there's just by virtue that they're 2D, they tend to be smaller, right? So like I I think that like to overcompensate for that, a lot of games offer lots of dungeons, and it's just like sometimes it's it's too much. Focus on taking instead of having like 12 
like really good dungeons focus on having like eight spectacular dungeons eight Mm -hmm. unforgettable dungeons like give the cap is eight you've got eight tries to make an unforgettable dungeon and and i think too like 2d technology like i was kind of saying like we can also get like kind of funky monkey 3d isometric here like you look at tunic that game has only a handful you wouldn't even call them dungeons i don't think but they're they're like little areas where you got to go in you got to fight some bosses etc etc i think you replicate that maybe there's as little as like five dungeons and like each dungeon is like this big awesome set piece almost like tears of the kingdom and and it takes a little bit to get to that dungeon i want to see that in a new 2d zelda game versus just like Okay, like, uh, uh, we've got 12 dungeons here. We've got the Tower of Hera. Yeah, check. We've got the, the Desert Palace, check. We've got Dark Palace, check. We've got, like, I, I don't know, like, uh, Toilet Palace, check. Like, we don't need we don't need all of these different dungeons. I think that we need eight, at most, at most, we need eight spectacular dungeons. And I think that you can do that. And I think that, like I said, focus on making, focus on making it great. Focus on yeah. making those dungeons the best that they can be. Yep. I would um I also had dungeons on my list, but it I don't know exactly what I'm looking for, but I am in the camp that less is more. Um I do appreciate it when like a dungeon doesn't feel like a chore. So like if you're gonna have a lot, sometimes they feel like a chore. Right. But I was thinking in my in my mind, I was like, I kind of really like how some of the dungeons we've seen in, like, the Switch Zeldas feel, like, open air. Like, you're not quite in a palace or a temple all the time, you know? Uh, so I'd like oh, okay. something a little bit more open air, more out. Like, maybe it's a region kind of like Tunic where you're, like, in a forest and that's your dungeon. Like, you have to get to the different, like, spots in the... So that I don't know exactly what I want there, but I would love... I, I just kind of like the idea of doing puzzles more out in, like open air i guess is the best way that i could put it well i I think what you're really saying is like you you don't want the traditional zelda dungeon that you've seen a bunch of times in 2d zelda games before like like was that Mm -hmm. fair to say and i I I would agree with that it's fine yeah you know like like again it's kind of it's kind of walking that line between like the proud tradition the comfort the the history of zelda but Mm -hmm. also like bringing it kind of kicking and screaming into a new era because i do feel like a new 2d zelda game has to be it can't just be like comfort food. Like it has to be taking 2D Zelda forward if they're ever going to make another one after that, right? Yeah. So I, I do agree with you in a sense that like, like do I do I care if it's open air? Not really, but like, do I care if it's like, it can't just be like one room, kind of do puzzle, go to the next room, kind of do puzzle, get key in third room, go back to fourth room, open door. Like I, I think that that's a little bit passe. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think, I, and I think honestly, even like a link between worlds was a big step in the right direction. Like the Tower of Hera had a lot of verticality to it, which was fun. The yeah. uh, the thief's hideout, you had like that that escort mission, which was kind of fun. It reminded me of the mm-hmm. Temple of Time, um, and and even like Skull Woods, like you're you're in kind of the overworld, going in between the dungeons. So like there right. there that was a step in the right direction, I I think. And I and I left out a couple like really cool dungeons in that game as well, but. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, kind of to take that even further, like, and, and if they want to integrate that more into the open world, I'm totally fine with that. If they want to take those ideas and just kind of, I don't know, like, reshape them and make something a little bit less traditional, I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I Like, I, I agree with you. I actually don't know specifically what I want for, like, 2D dungeons. I just know that they need to be awesome, and mm-hmm. I know that there can't be too many of them, because then you dilute everything. And, um, yeah, I, I know that they have to be... Well, I'll, I'll tell you, if you don't mind, I've got another thing that I want to go into, which kind of yeah. bleeds into this. But what I know is that they have to have awesome music. They yeah. have to have awesome music. And and I think that, like, obviously a new 2D Zelda game would have awesome music. But I don't know. Like, I, I feel Sometimes like it's been... The dungeon song is the same per dungeon. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. You, yeah. you can do it once. Like, you can have, like, the classic NES Zelda dungeon remix once. Like, that's fine. Um, I would I would, like lose my mind if there was like the new temple remix that'd be awesome yeah, but, like that'd be cool. <laughs> just like in uh, the game in general though and and people might uh take me to turn for this but like i i feel like it's been a little while since i've really been like blown away by a 2d zelda games soundtrack link between worlds was was good definitely in spots but i i think like 
if you take out Low Rule Castle, like, what's the best song in that game? I mean, I can't think of the names, but I know, like, for example, I play Zelda Hurdle every day, and they've been on, well, not now, but, like, for a month ago, they were on a quick kick for A Link Between Worlds, and I was like, man, this game has, like, a lot of good music. Right. I just don't remember it. Yeah, and, and so I would say, like, I think the music in Link Between Worlds is fine. Like, it's yeah. not it's not bad. It's it's definitely that fine. That Chicken song, though, is my jam. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but I chicken chase sounds like what yeah, was that? No. What was that dance you learned in school? Like the da, no, da, not da, 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 when you're like updating the chickens with the the in a link between worlds, and they got that jam going on. I know what you're talking about. Um, I don't remember the song, but I I know that I lasted about six seconds at the mini game Olympics playing that game. <laughs> yeah. So my point is though, like I think that you take away Low Rule Castle, like I, I feel like most of these two D Zelda games have like one really awesome song in them. Like you go to Spirit Tracks, Overworld song, fantastic. Full Steam Ahead mm-hmm. is a, is a classic. You take that away, and it's like, is the music in this game really great? I don't know. You look at Phantom Hourglass, it's like, is the music in this game really great? Okay, I wouldn't give you Phantom, like, I'll give you Phantom Hourglass, but I think Spirit Tracks has, it's hard for me to be, like, list all these songs because I haven't played these games in a while, but I, I kind of disagree. I do let, think they have good, good music. Let me show you how serious I am here, Al. You take a look at the Minish Cap and you're just like, is there a truly great song in this, in this game? Hyrule I, I like Hyrule Town and I like the Minish Woods. And the forest, yeah. But, like, let's not kid ourselves. That That's not, like the absolute top tier Zelda song. So, so what I'm saying is like this, I, I want the soundtrack to be like really awesome and blow me away. Cause I haven't felt like I've been blown away from a Zelda soundtrack in quite some time, a 2d Zelda soundtrack. I, I honestly, although even the 3d Zelda soundtrack, like it took me a long time to warm up to breath of the wild and, and I'm still warming yeah. up to tears of the kingdom. So like, I just want something where, let me give you an example. So I played Sea of Stars earlier this year. Yeah. It's an amazing game. You guys should all go grab it. I heard the music in that game and like instantly, the first town, I was just like, wow, this is spectacular. It's a perfect mix of like nostalgia, but like it's upbeat and it's but it sounds new. And I was like, wow. And this was the first song in the game. And then throughout the game, there was like dozens more like that. And I was like, this is so awesome. Uh, like it's, it's so good. So I, I want, I want like the new 2d Zelda to, to hit me like that, you know? Okay. Fair enough. I think it's subjective, but okay. Yes. Of of, of (laughs) course. (laughs) I understand where you're coming from and I agree in the sense that I would also like it to blow me away. Yes. Um, so there we go. That's mine. What do you, what do you got next? Okay. I got okay. I want this. I know we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Here we but go. But I think it would be. I think it would be good for two D Zelda because there's been some great ones in two D Zelda, and I would love for a companion. I want companions to come back because think about uh. it. You got you got uh, Ciela in Phantom Hourglass. She was great. You got Zelda in Spirit Tracks. She was great. You got. Um, What's his name? The hat and Minish Cap. Ezlo. He's pretty fun. Put some respect on Ezlo's name. I almost said Elzo. <laughs> um, Ezlo's great, and I just think we should. I just think we should have one because let's be honest here. Like, there, it's hard for a two D Zelda game to be like super extraordinary, like the three D Zelda games. And I think that companions give you a little boost because they give you somebody to like have an adventure with they give you story elements they give you somebody to like connect with during your adventure you know i think the first and third are the same but you know what i'm saying i just i like having somebody to adventure with and sometimes i you i need a little extra in a 2d zelda game Mm. okay so i i feel somewhat in in between the range of indifference to i don't want that i'm I'm somewhere in in that range (laughs) Um, indifference and i don't care <laughs> well no no indifference but like and and don't do it that's that's where i am and okay. um and i think like i think the key is like i do not want a companion that's with you all the time um i i, I don't want that you know what? i see the exact same comment actually in um in our chat right now from batrope mm-hmm. 
Um, I do not want a companion that's with you like all the time because I I think it's I think it's a bit much. I think it's it maybe a bit overdone. Um, maybe I'm sensitive to that because as as everybody knows, Al and I are gearing up for a big Horizon Forbidden West episode, and I'm playing Horizon, and it just it drives me nuts hearing <laughs> Aloy natter all the time. It drives me yeah. insane. Uh, that's the only thing I don't like about the game. And, yeah, we uh, were talking about that, and I'm the opposite because uh, I like I like having somebody to play this game with, and it just feels like when I'm with her and she's talking to herself, I'm like, heck yeah, we're talking together, we're we're figuring this out together, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except like she's like you're you're 50 hours into the game, and she's like, for comparison, <laughs> she's like, press start. Maybe I should press start to open up my inventory. <laughs> it's like I'm 50 hours into the game. <laughs> I know how to open my inventory, but okay, my point. But let's be fair. Like there are some companions, like Phi, that might kind of hold your hand a little bit, but you can choose to ignore them. Like you could totally choose yes, to not. You, you can click on Phi. And, so and I mean, if there and that's is why one, I'm kind of in the range of like indifference to to. Um, I don't want that because I think like. This is what I would be fine with. And, and and it's kinda like it depends on the story too, right? So if like there's a really awesome story reason for having a companion, like that's where I'm just like, okay, like that's that's fine. Um yeah. so we're obviously we're we're just talking about as a general principle. So just hearing that, I'm just kinda like, you know, I think been there, done that. But if there's a really good story reason for it, and um and I guess like Ravio, right? Like he wasn't your companion, but he, but he kind of was in a, in a sense. Where like you were constantly talking to him and, and going back and checking on him. I would say something like that could be okay. Where it's just like someone that, that aids you in your adventure, but someone that you don't necessarily always have to be in constant communication with. Does that does I that mean, sound fair? Yeah, and I agree. I would like that too. It's kind of. Um... This is something that I'm noticing with gaming is, like, there's a home base. So you've got, you know, in Horizon, there's a home base, and you go back and you talk to your companions. They, yeah. They're not with you on your adventure, but you go back and talk to Baldur's Gate. You have some people in your party, but you can go back to camp and talk to the other people that are not in your party. Yeah. Um, just stuff like that. Like, that's a Survivor. You can go back to the cantina and talk to your friends. Like, I kind of like that, too, where you I'm can talking go like the game show do... Survivor? I thought you were supposed to vote people off the island. No, no, no. Jedi Survivor. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of that's come out recently that's Survivor-related. But, like, um, yeah, like, I do kind of like that, too. But I also just appreciate having somebody, like, be with you. Or... There's also the character Silence in the first Horizon game that's, like, constantly in Aloy's ear. You know, he's not there with her, but he's yeah. in her ear a lot. So that could be something, too. That's the kind of character we need in Zelda. Not 2D Silence. Zelda, necessarily, but, like, a <laughs> Zelda game. Yeah, Silence was in Tears of the Kingdom. That game would have been amazing. God, uh, oh my can, you imagine, God. can you imagine Silence shows up? He's like, I gave Calamity Ganon the ability to take over the <laughs> Divine Beasts. God, that would have been I had good. a plan all yes. along and didn't tell you about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So I I think that this is almost a guarantee to happen. So it almost feels like a waste for me to say that I want it in the new 2D Zelda game. But I'm going to say it anyways. I think you need to rethink how you do dungeon items. Um, and I don't, I'm not necessarily a fan of the way that A Link Between Worlds did dungeon items. But like what I, what I mean by that is like. If you go to a dungeon, which, by the way, we only have an eight dungeon cap on this game, so you only got eight of them, okay? Mm -hmm. If you go to a dungeon and your dungeon item is bombs or the bow and arrow or even the hookshot, I'm going to throw up. It's like, come on. <laughs> we do not need to be having these items regurgitated again. Yeah. Again, like, because there's there's so many, like, like again, new we want new. We want new stuff. Like we want, or you know what? You know what is acceptable is if they have those items, but they are completely different. I would say that like the Skyward Sword version of the bow and arrow falls into that, where it's like that thing was really like a sniper rifle, right? Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like that's like a new take on on the dungeon item, and you know what? That's okay. Like the bombs in tier in Breath of the Wild. Excuse me. Okay, those those are fine. They're they're different, but like. You cannot be going to, to 2D Zelda game and, like, your your first three dungeons, you're getting all of the standard items that people just expect to have 
at the beginning of the game. Like mm. I, I want that standard stuff right away or don't, don't include it at all. That's actually fine. But like, I think like, come on, give us like, give us like new crazy rods that can do stuff like interact with the world or something like that. Give us like, mm-hmm. like claw shots, like, you know, give us, give us something that, that we haven't necessarily seen before in 2D Zelda game. Like, you know what is a great example of that is in Oracle of Seasons, you get the, the magnet thing. That's, I think, yeah. one of the greatest 2D items that you can get. And it's like, it's unique. It's fun. It's, uh, it's very multi-purposed. Like you can use it for a ton of different things. Let's get something like that going on again. Like not, yeah. not like the, oh god, like the uh, the brace that you get in Link in Link's Awakening twice actually that lets lets you lift stuff like that. That's oh, yeah. sickening to think yeah, about. Yeah, that's in in dungeons too. Yeah, yeah. So I I feel like almost assured that this is like the direction that they would. I I I can't see. You going to the, maybe like an intro, you know what, if you got a, a bow in the intro dungeon, I'll, I'll give you a pass. But mm-hmm. like if, if you're in dungeon two and you're getting bombs or you're getting whatever, it's just like, no, this, you, you get no more pass. I get where you're coming from, but, and this is also just me because I, I'm not very good at thinking outside the box, but I'm like, how else do you do it in a 2D Zelda game? Like. Can you get the item before you, like, say, you know, there's always that section where you, you're you going to the dungeon, but you're not doing right. the dungeon yet. You got to get, like, do you get it there? And yeah. you're like, okay, cool. I need to use the bow in this dungeon, clearly, because I just got it outside of my phone that I said Google. But, um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I do know do what it? you mean. I, I think you could do that. I mean, listen, like, you, you play Ocarina of Time or you play you play um, Twilight Princess and like you get the slingshot right away in the, in the opening little act of the game right so like mm-hmm. why not just uh, just like have something where like you know you you get the slingshot you get the bombs you get your shield you get your sword like just have that there like have it have it ready like I don't know maybe it's in the the opening town that you're in maybe it's I, I don't know something like that but like just mm-hmm. get find a way to get that stuff to the player right away so that you're not just like, ah, oh, geez, like I got to get the bombs here. Like, ugh. Um, that's what I, yeah. I mean, in Link's Awakening, you just buy bombs at the shop. What's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I get where you're coming from and I, I want that too. I just don't know. You just got to be really creative with it. I think so that it feels different. Yeah. Um, um okay. I have a couple left, but you, you go, it's your turn. I have one left, um, and I I think we talked about this when we were talking 3D Zelda. I can't remember exactly, but I want the return of actual like heart pieces and like puzzles yeah. to get those heart pieces. Yes. I just I love collecting heart pieces. I love you get four and you get a full heart container. Um, I don't know if they're gonna be doing stamina in a 2D Zelda game, but why not? Like I think that would be cool too, and. In a way, this kind of brings in like you could fall into a grotto, you could go into a cave, do a puzzle, get the get the heart piece, and that kind of like brings about like shrines. You know, we do shrines and we do it's like a mini dungeon to mm-hmm. get the the orb to get your heart container. Like I think that could be incorporated into two D Zelda really well. Yeah, I I I totally agree with that. That's that's again like. You know, you have the new camp, you have the comfort traditional camp. I'm I'm totally down with like bringing those back to make it feel like like a classic nostalgic Zelda game. I I love that mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I have another uh, I have another one. This one might seem like a weird one actually, but I kind of want like more than one town or village in this in this game. Okay. Because um, I'm kind of thinking, and I'm like. Yeah, Link's Awakening really only has Mabe Village. I mean, I guess it has Animal Village too, but like there, Mabe Village is like your your central kind of place. Hyrule Town is your central kind of place. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I don't even think there's there's a couple different places actually in in the Oracle games, which is nice. But like Link Between Worlds, there's really I can't even think of like any towns in that game. Are there? Like there's there's like, like Kakariko, Kakariko, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So like. Just a few more different spots. Like, maybe we have, not Kakariko, but something like that. Maybe we have, like, a, I don't know. Just, just like, it kind of makes the world feel more authentic and more lived in when you have, like, a couple different spots where there's actual people, which I guess kind of bleeds into, I would hope that the world itself would be pretty big. 
Yeah. Um, which is funny because I'm I'm kind of like less is more, and I and I stand by that. But like, I think that the world should be. I mean, assuming that a 2D Zelda game is going to be like a Switch game or a Switch 2 game or whatever, right? I I think that like you do want to have like a bigger scope for your 2D Zelda game to make it not seem like... Like, I think that was the one thing that really stuck out to me about Link's Awakening is that it it seemed like a small game. Mm -hmm. Really small game. And it is a small game, comparatively speaking. Um, But like, I, I think that you could maybe... Almost like, almost like you said, like open air it, like have have the world just feel a little bit bigger. Maybe there's some tricks they can do in order to get that feeling. I, I don't know, but like have have the world itself be bigger and have like more things in the world, more people, more towns, more more villages and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which I guess you'd probably want to include fast travel as well, or like some sort of fast travel, which yeah. most games do. But they're pretty good about that. Yeah. Yeah. Most two D Zeldas are pretty good about that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. That'd be my thought. I get what you're saying, and I I worry about I worry about them being too open world with it. Like, don't get me wrong, yeah. I like open world Zelda. I like the freedom. I know we talk about this a lot. I do like the freedom to explore, but I also do like some linearity. If you're gonna have like story beats, you know, I'd like it yeah. to be something that I can follow. Um, and so like. I worry that if they do make something 2D bigger, that they might want to be like, well, we're kind of in open world Zeldas now. Let's make a 2D open world Zelda. And I'm, I am i don't know about that because that makes me nervous. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's a, a fair and valid point. Um, I guess, like, to use Tunic as a reference again, like, that, that feels, like, big to me, even though it's, like, kind of... It's it, on it's a smaller. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, Tunic, I thought, had, like, six or seven really distinct different areas that all felt like really like had a lot of personality. There was like a lot of stuff to see stuff to do. So that's kind of what I'm looking at in terms of like what I think a new 2d Zelda game could offer. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it, it obviously doesn't have to be like, it's a, it's a fine line between like, you know, making it big, but making it too big. And, and I'm probably not well equipped or smart enough to walk that line, but I'm hoping that someone at Nintendo would, because I, I, like, I do agree. I wouldn't want it to be a 2D open world Zelda game. That it, I think at that point, it would just feel like a lesser version of like Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Where I could see like, kind of going back to our map idea, say there's a, like a region that you can unlock and then you have like all of that be kind of open world where you can explore it. You know, the item that you get in that region will help you explore that. Yeah. That stuff, maybe you come across a couple spots where you're like, I'm not ready to be here because I don't have the item. And then the next region you unlock, okay, here's another open world area that I can explore. Like, I think that's doable. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then uh, I guess, like, one, one like, final thought that I had for the next 2D Zelda game. And this is going to sound like, I feel like this almost sounds like, kind of kind of dumb but like I'll, I'll say it anyways and i don't i i was kind of trying to figure out how to put this exactly but like uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it as best as i can but if you're gonna do make a new 2d zelda game it it has to feel like a big deal and not mm-hmm. just like filler in between the next 3d zelda yeah. game and i don't yeah. know quite the best way to put that but like I you know what i mean saying. like link's awakening to me I love Link's Awakening. Like, it's it's one of my favorite Zelda games. And I love the remake. But that game, to me, really kind of felt like, here's something to hold you over for the next 2D Zelda game. And maybe that's just because... Or next 3D Zelda game, excuse me. And maybe that's just because um, Link's Awakening was a remake. Like, it wasn't new. I think that yeah. probably factors in a little bit. But, like, I, I, I do. I, I kind of feel like, if you're going to do this game and make a new 2D Zelda game... It has to feel like really important, really big, really, really hyped. Like it has to feel like this is a monumental kind of thing, like celebrated and not just like, like, yeah, we're working on Breath of the Wild 3, but also here's this new 2D game that that we have. Yeah. Um, so use it as like a crutch before you start promoting your big game. Yeah. And, and like, maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe it does. Like, I, I think inherently, like, a 2D Zelda game is not going to sell 30 million copies like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom right. did. But, like, I, I do think that there's still an audience for 2D Zelda games. I think there's still a world where 2D Zelda games can be super successful. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I guess, like, 
make it feel like it's a like it's a big deal because it is a big deal. It's the first 2D Zelda game in, in 10 plus years at this point, right? So like that that would be my hope. Oh, I, you know what? I actually had I had one more thing too, but I forgot. Um, but I'll bring it up now. Oh. Um, okay. Figure something out with mini games. I don't know. I don't, I'm, oh yeah. Mini games to me and like 2D Zelda are like really hit or miss, and they're more miss than hit. I think. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like you, you always have like the shovel games where you got to dig stuff in a certain time limit. Like, yeah. I think we could do better than that. Like mm-hmm. we have, uh, I don't know, that chicken game and link in Link Between Worlds was like fun, but I don't know. Like just I, rethink your mini games at 2D Zelda. I, I don't know. It's tough because like you can't do like the the tried and true classics, like the archery thing that they do in 3D Zelda or like the target practice is what I was looking for. You can't mm-hmm. do like the bomb chew bowling and stuff like that. Maybe you could. I don't know. Maybe you can do that in 2D Zelda game. Yeah. Um, but re- rethink your mini games. I-, I think that mini games and 2D Zelda games are are a bit. Bring uh... back the chicken chase. <laughs> hey, that Pe- was such a good mini game. <laughs> people people like that game. I'm not I'm not crazy about it to be honest with you, but people do like that game. It's fun. Yeah, so. it's fun. Um, yeah, that was pretty much all that I had in terms of. Uh, in terms of 2D Zelda wants uh, going forward for the next 2D Zelda game, if we ever get one, uh, anything I'm left hopeful. that you have on, on your list here, Al? Uh, no, I think I'm good. I think I got everything that's like, you know, at least a big deal in my head. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's like, there's obviously like tons of other stuff. Like we want a good story, of course. Uh, yep. I know I brought up music, but like, you know, good music is just like a baseline. Like, of course we want good music. We want, mm-hmm. uh, cool boss fights, stuff like that. So yeah, I, I think that, um, I think that 2d Zelda will come back. Like I, I'm pretty confident it will. And I think we'll get a new, I think we'll get a new game. I, I think like the newest 2d Zelda game that we might get might just be like the third Oracle instead of like remaking the Oracle games. Maybe they're going to pull like a link between worlds on us and give us, you know what I mean? Something kind of like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I hope that you know, I hope that our next 2D Zelda game uh, kind of has a lot of the traits that we talked about here because I I miss, like, just playing a, a really classic 2D Zelda game. And, and last year when we played Tunic, two years ago now when we played Tunic? Whenever we played Tunic. Yeah. Um, that, to me, just felt like such a, like, a aha moment where I was like, this is how you can do a really spectacular, modern, fresh-feeling um, 2D Zelda game. So, mm-hmm. See, I guess. I hope that it comes back. I do too. I just, I kind of feel like the the hard thing about 2D Zelda is like a lot of it is really aged now for me. Yeah. And I would love something a little bit more modern that I would be excited to like sign up for at the marathon. I know that's like a very like singular experience for people with like us, but like it would be something where like I don't like signing up for any of the other 2D Zelda games, but I would love to sign up for something a little bit more modern, a little bit more new, hmm. you know, something to I, be excited about. I love actually signing up for 2D Zelda games because they're shorter. Yeah, that's my <laughs> secret. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's our thoughts. You know, I thought we did a pretty damn good job here today, Al, considering we literally winged this <laughs> as we. Uh, you know, literally five minutes before we started the show, we were we were all set to record a completely different, different episode, episode today. <laughs> I think we Which pulled it off. Which we'll get in a month. We'll we'll do that episode in like a month. But yeah, I think oh, we boy. did okay switching back and forth like we just did. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, that that is going to do it for us. Like I said, if you don't watch our shows on Twitch, you should because you would have been treated to uh, to an absolute all timer. Goes away in two weeks, so you have two weeks to come check it out. You have two weeks, <laughs> two weeks to watch our shame this morning as we were just like, wait a second, <laughs> what month is it? <laughs> Crap! <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah, so that uh, is going to do it for us today, my friends. Let us know what you want in the next 2D Zelda game. Let us know over on Discord. We, uh, we're always popping in over there and chatting and debating and discussing. So uh, get your Zelda opinions heard. And hey, maybe if there's some like really cool stuff, we'll, we'll follow up on this really quickly next week and uh, and let you know kind of what, uh, what we think of some ideas here. I actually had a pretty fun idea that we're going to do either next week or the week after. And I don't even know if I told you, Al, but I, uh, I'll tell you after. So stick around okay. for, for that. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're out of here. We, uh, of course... I want you to check us out over on uh, Twitter. We're at the ZeldaCast, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha. We're over on Blue Sky on all the same handles. Um, check us out wherever 
you get your podcast. Go like, subscribe, rate, recommend, review. If you've got a Zelda fan in your life, tell them where they can get their weekly Zelda fix. Uh, we got a Patreon as well, by the way, by God. We have bonus episodes every month. Al and I actually teamed up for... Uh, I thought it was an all-timer that, that we did this I month. loved that episode that we did. It was a great episode. So check yeah. that out. Patreon.com forward slash SPNet. And, uh, you know, if you like Omega Metroid, if you like virtual theater, there's some other stuff coming there too. I have an announcement to make. Not this week. Maybe not even next week. But in a couple of weeks here. I have an announcement to make about a podcast endeavor of mine. So stay tuned for that. Um, I think that, my friends, is all the plugging that we need to do. So with that being said, we are going to get out of here. Everybody have an amazing long weekend, and we'll see you back here next week. Till then, everybody, take care.